You're tuned into Made for Mondays with Justin Lester. Justin Lester is an average guy who refuses to let Mondays control him. Justin is a husband, dad, pastor, student, and Jesus follower. He's done a lot. He's learned a lot. And he wants to see you at your best. Let's win Mondays. Hey, Justin, what's up today? Thanks for joining us for Made for Mondays today on a Wednesday. Today we're blessed by an awesome, awesome young woman named Jasmine Jenkins. Jasmine Jenkins serves as an assistant women's basketball coach at Pomona Pitzer College in Claremont, California. Jasmine and I met back when I was a student at Vanderbilt University and she played for Vanderbilt and now as she's moved from being a player to an athletic director in a community to now coaching in Claremont, I think you'll be immensely blessed by this great leader who I think eventually is going to hit a power five school in due season. Anyway, let's jump into this conversation with Jasmine. Now remember, we taped this on Zoom, so the audio quality is not perfect, but the insight is perfect just for you to be all that God's called you to be. Let's jump into our conversation today. Well, hey everyone, Pastor Justin here. I am live here with, uh, oh my God, it's like not necessarily even a throwback, but it's like four or five years ago with an amazing, amazing young woman who uh, who I believe is just going to really, really shape the future of uh, women's college basketball. Her name is Jasmine Jenkins. She was an amazing leader. I, so this is, you didn't even know this Jasmine, I'll tell you. So I gave my time to certain players very, very sparingly because I was like, there has to be a level of like, you're still with the man upstairs. But then also like, there's some amazing athletes and people on our team. And Jasmine was one of those who was in the gym early, left the gym late. She was always perfecting her craft. And um, you could always see how she was watching uh, good coaching. Um, not all coaching, but good coaching. And um, it kind of positioned her to where she is now. And I'm super excited to welcome to Made for Mondays, to Providence, hopefully you come out here one day, uh, to Providence uh, for the first time at Congress Street, as well as on our Made for Mondays podcast, Jasmine Jenkins. Welcome, Jasmine. Thank you. Thank you, Justin, for having me. Um, I, I'll just be honest with you. I don't know when I'll ever come to Providence. Um, it's too cold for me up there, but I'm excited to be joining you and, uh, you know, never miss a Monday. So let's, let's get into it. Awesome. Desmond, tell us a little bit about you. So how you got to, like, what are you doing now? How you got to where you are? Um, and like, what are the, I guess, to see the bits and pieces of your story that got you to, to be the, the coach you are now? Yeah, so uh, so I left Vandy around 2016, and right out of college, I moved back to my hometown and, you know, job searching, figuring out life, and my first job was um, an athletic director for a Boys and Girls Club um, of Lanier, which is in Gainesville, and it was kind of a full circle for me because I grew up in the Boys and Girls Club, and my supervisor at that time had been the athletic director when I was coming up. So it was just a full circle. I, I enjoyed doing nonprofit work, uh, but I found that it was really draining um, <laughs> because, I mean, the nonprofit road is just, you have to be resourceful. You have to be a go-getter and you just have to like really, really fall in love with, with what you do because you do it, you know, 80 hours a week. That's real. That's real. Um, so, so yeah, I was there for an hour and a half and I, while I enjoyed it, it was just way too draining for me. I wanted to, to kind of get out of my hometown. And uh, so, I, so I, you know, one day 
I was just fed up and I decided to quit my job and go back to school to be a grad assistant. Um, and you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. I could have saved, I could have did all this and that, but I think I had just reached a point in my life where I was just, I needed to change, I needed to change and I needed it right then and there. Uh, because, you know, I think a month before I quit, I got into a really bad car accident. And then ever since that car accident, it, it felt like, it felt like everything that I wanted to be and, and become couldn't wait any longer. That's so I just decided to quit. And <laughs> yeah, so I mean, so I ended up, you know, spending about six, six to seven months in Pennsylvania as a grad assistant. I was supposed to be there for two years. And I, again, the reason why I'm not visiting you in Providence is because I hated the Northeast. <laughs> Absolutely hated it. Um, yeah, it, it was just too cold. And I knew it wasn't for me when I was talking to a local there. And she was like, you know, I was complaining about how the sun never comes out. <laughs> and she's like, you have to you have to get a happy light. And I'm like, what the heck is a happy light? Oh my God. And, and she was like, you know, it's an LED light that you put up and it makes you feel like the sun is out. And I'm like, that's my cue. <laughs> so I have one of those too, unfortunately. <laughs> you know, I, I'll, I'll just leave it there. Um, but anyway, so I was there for six months, you know, it, uh, pursuing my MBA. And I just wasn't happy with, you know, the program I was in. I wasn't happy with the school I was coaching at. Uh, so I decided to, to move again. Um, so I spent a little time back at home in Atlanta. And uh, through, like, through a long string of just universal happenings, I guess, like universe happenings, um, I ended up getting an interview at a school in California. Um, and you know, it, it was just a great situation. And so awesome. I, I figured it out. I was broke. I figured out how to move out here. Wow. And, uh, yeah. So I guess this will be a year coming up in August. That's that I'm awesome. In California. Well, that's awesome. Um, so, um, yeah, it's, it's been a journey, man. Yeah. No, what it's gave you the the gall like to to quit like that because i i know i've i've been there before in certain jobs like literally when i was working even at vandy uh, candace had to push me out like she gave me my final day yeah right? she was like you have to go like you've outgrown this you need to move on and i just i was just too afraid even when i left my former job i was like doing work for them three months after i finished because i just i felt so bad like leaving yeah. right um what what pushed you to that place like i know you mentioned a little bit but like pushed you so at when you were in pennsylvania as well as you were in georgia to just yeah. choose you over the the dollar and the work. Yeah, I, I I feel like it was a lesson that I actually learned at Vanderbilt, and it's always it's always tough when you have to ask yourself, okay, am I giving up or am I letting go? Wow. Because I think there's a very thin line between like, okay, I, you're giving up on something and you're letting it go too early, or hey, this is not healthy for you and you have to like let it go and get rid of it. Um, and, and that's okay. And so I think, you know, trying to discern between the two has always been tough. Um, but I think also like the reason why people don't let go is because you have to recreate yourself. And so I, I think just taking on the challenge of being okay with starting over and over and over again until you figure out what you want, because, um, you know, a lot of people are like, well, you know, I don't like this in my life and I don't like that. And it's a simple no. That's all it takes. You have to decide for yourself and take on the challenge of recreating yourself and understanding that it's okay to start over. 
That's real. Thanks for sharing that, Jasmine. Um, how, how have you taken your experiences from your time starting as a freshman with Andy to even where you are now in the ways that you're coaching, you're, you're coaching and leading the young women that are coming in um, to your program? Say, say that again, you broke up. Taking your experience, sorry, your experiences from like what, you, what you've learned from the first time you even picked up a ball to where you are now and how you're yeah. coaching and leading the young women who are, who are whose, whose parents are trusting them really to your care, your leadership, your guidance. Right, right. Uh, well, I think like first and foremost, like I, I come from nothing. <laughs> like I come from the hood. I come from, um, you know, low socioeconomic status, domestic abuse, like divorced parents, single mom, and if it wasn't with my experiences, like for my experiences with my coaches and the leaders that were in my life, like I would not be able to say that I'm where I'm at today. And so I think I take that personally when it comes to every, every student athlete that I encounter because I understand the importance of, you know, third party caretakers, if that makes sense. When it comes to your after school programs, when it comes to your pastors and your churches, when it comes to your teachers, those third party educators, those third party caretakers are so important because sometimes it's just a matter of being a buffer for that kid, for whatever kid that you're, you're teaching. Sometimes it's just a matter of like showing them that you love them. And so I take that very personally because I, if it wasn't for the coach, my experiences with my coaches, who knows where I would have ended up, you know? So I take that, you know, very personally. And I think it's just a matter of, you know, respecting the, the process of growth. Yeah and children especially as college coaches because like you said parents are trusting you with their kids for four years yeah. you know yeah. see them every single day for about 11 months out of the year for four years yeah. it's your duty <laughs> it's your duty to help them grow wow that's a lot and when you put it like that that is that's true 11 months out of the year because you guys really only, <laughs> you guys only get a chance to go around home. the clock around the clock <laughs> yes that is that is like that is that is real that is real life. So what do you do, Jasmine? So with that, because that's a lot of weight, right? How are you taking care of Jasmine in this phase of your life now? Where you, you are no longer the one, like I mentioned earlier before we got in here, like you're no longer the one being told where to set up, what plays to run. You're, you're, in, you're, tr you're teaching them and coaching them. How are you taking care of yourself as you transition from being a mentee to mentor, um, where you're the leader? What do you do um, I think first and foremost, kind of how we discussed earlier, just by choosing myself and whatever that looks like at the moment. Um, I think when I was working as an athletic director in a nonprofit, I was working 80 hours a week. Like, I, and I think by, protect, by choosing to protect my time is like the most vital way that I choose myself. Um, because, you know, if you're always giving your time away, like if you don't manage the, the margin between your load and your limit, like you have no freedom to give. Um, like if you're always operating at your limit, then there's no, you know, there's no margin, there's no space and space is freedom. So if you, if you have neither of those, like I can't give anything to anyone else because I don't have it for myself. And so like I protect my time very, very, I t I, I'm intentional about protecting my time. Um, like I probably won't pick up my phone on the weekends. <laughs> um, yeah, like I take time to go to the beach. I take my time to work out. I take my time to do my yoga. And, and I don't, I don't rush it. And I, and I am very protective of, you know, my personal time with my family um, and just being intentional in those ways. That's real. That, that's something that uh, I thought I had down and then I had a kid, right? And then my time went crazy. And then 
I'm your just, time is not your time. <laughs> ever for the next 18 years. And then, um, but then like I'm personally, as you said that, I'm just personally getting to a place now where um, I'm learning that no is a complete sentence, right? Um, and that, right. as you mentioned, load and limit, that is very powerful um, to, to not live at your limit, right? But to balance and load, that is powerful, Jasmine. Um, wow, and I can only imagine what that means as it relates to like you and, and leading others and, and teaching them as well. So what are some, what's some advice that you, I guess, are living by? Like I've heard a number of it, which is amazing. It might be the same, but some advice that maybe somebody gave you that, that you've taken in or, and, and, and you're holding on to right now to keep you at a level space, a good space, and to keep choosing you over and over. Yeah, I would just say be gentle with yourself. I, that's what I tell myself every day because my my self-love looks different every single day, you know, and it's just being gentle with yourself and, and giving yourself that leeway to just change your mind or change your plans or, you know, just have a space where you can just be and no matter what form that takes on at, the, at that moment, you know, um, and, and, without, and do it without judgment because I think a lot of times we get into a routine of like judging ourselves. I know for me, like as a former athlete, I'm like, oh, I didn't work out today. Like I'm gonna get fat and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, no, actually you worked out for the last two weeks. I think you can afford to take a day off. That's real. Um, so just being gentle with yourself and understand that you're doing the best you can with what you have at that moment. I cannot wait to see you at Apollo 5 school. I would be like, I know her, I know her. <laughs> uh, and I'm not gentle with my praise. I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, you sound like an amazing person to be on a podcast. Do you have a podcast or something coming out, Jasmine? You know, so I actually do. Um, my friend and my one of my best friends, you know him, Rob Cross. He I, uh, also went to Vandy with us. Uh, him and I are uh, constructing a podcast called The Bench, uh, you know. And I think, Justin, you know a little bit about sports. So The Bench is a really hard place to be. And I think when you're on the bench, that's when you have those hard conversations that are uncomfortable, that are raw, and that, you know, make create a lot of emotion, but they still need to be had. Um, and so that was our purpose for creating the bench is just to create a space where people can come and have really, really raw conversation. Uh, I think sometimes we kind of microdose rawness and, you know, disparage the integrity of you know conversation because we're so uh, so there's a book called a new earth and by Eckhart Tolle and he talks about how there's a dramaturgical theory mm -hmm. so technically whenever two people are interacting it's really four people because it's me and my ego talking to you and Justin's ego wow. and so it's really four people having a conversation instead of just the two because there's so so many frills right so we want to take away those frills and get down to like Jasmine and Justin talking, wow. having real conversation, yeah. um, promoting and like engaging in real healing. Yeah. How do you differentiate with that from what's raw and what's authentic? Right. Because mm. I, 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 I hear that a lot. Like a buzzword three years ago was authentic. Right. And then when I was growing up, it was like, what is it? Keeping it 100. And it's ridiculous to me because I feel like we're at this place now in the world where, like you said, we need people who are willing to have uncut conversations. Um, mm -hmm. how, how are you guys differentiating between, I don't know, PC rawness and actual legitimate raw conversation? Because it seems like even what you're saying to me today is 
Like you're, you're literally coaching at a school like, yeah, I quit two jobs, right? So it's like, that's, that's raw, <laughs> right? That, that's real, right? And so yeah. how, how do you, how are you guys differentiating, and you too, differentiating between PC rawness and actual legitimate uncut diamonds? Yeah, I think that uh, like the, 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 on the Likert st- scale, it would be like, how uncomfortable does, does a conversation make you? You know, is this comfortable? Are you adding anything to kind of promote your own agenda? Um, and and also, Justin, it's really like an intangible concept, but I think when you're talking with someone and you look into their eyes, you can 100% tell that they're they're present and there and like authentic or not. Um, especially as a pastor, I'm sure you have a really good sense of like just reading people. And I think even though that's intangible and it may look different for every person you meet, um, I think you can 100% tell if someone is like present and authentic. That's real. That's real. Jasmine, thank you for this. And if you got, if you, when you, like I told you before, but you guys please go support their podcast once it comes out. I think it'll be absolutely great. Rob's a great, 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 great guy. And um, I wish to please give him my best when you talk to him again. I will. Um, I will. I haven't talked to him in a second, but Rob's a great dude. Jasmine's absolutely amazing. Um, Jasmine, if somebody wanted to follow you online or connect with you, what would be the best way they can, they can find you? Well, you know, I, I don't do Facebook too much, uh, but you know, my Instagram is uh, JQJ15, and then my Twitter is at uh, JenkinsJ underscore 15. Uh, so I'm pretty active on that. Um, follow me. I, I would love to engage. <laughs> yeah, and Jasmine's cool. We have a really unique followership on here. Um, we have some, like, just really for me, it's, I've been really intentional the last year about young leaders um, and people. Who, I think the world needs leaders, not a bunch of people to just follow behind. And people who are willing to think their own way, create their own paths and get off the freeway and get on the side streets and create it, right? Um, and realize like the road less traveled is always faster because nobody's on it, right? <laughs> and so, um, yeah, so it's been a really great, we have entrepreneurs and, and folks like that. And I, I really think exactly what you're saying will push them on this Monday uh, to be everything that, that they're called to be. So. Jasmine, thank you so much for, for your time today. Thank you, Justin. It was yes. nice to be with you. You guys, listen, have an amazing, amazing day. Get out of your AM pajamas to your PM pajamas. Wear a mask when you go outside and uh, be the best. We have a chance. We're going to say our affirmation um, in a second, and then you guys can go on about your days. I uh, pray the best for you. Have a good one. Jasmine, I'm going to end the recording. Thanks, Justin. Well, I hope you were blessed by that conversation today. Um, let's say our purpose together um, and you can get on in your affirmations together to get on with the rest of your day. Say with me, say, I am me. I can be me. Nothing can stop me from being me. I am me. Have a great day. You were made for this. This has been Made for Mondays with Justin Lester. Be sure to follow Justin online at Mr. Underscore J Lester and online at www.jlester.com. See you next week. Go win. You were made for this.